0: 2024. Uh, yes,
1: Wait, it might no be one, in no, LA. No, no no, no, say EA one.
0: football game. I just realized. Are you actually talking about the college yes. football game?
1: Yes, I'm talking about the collegiate American American football game, not okay. the uh, not the EA um, uh, on grass football Well, It's on grass, but you know what I mean. Not of the European variety
2: right 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 right
1: of the european kind yeah but apparently they're just gonna be releasing it on ps5 and not ps4 so that's gonna force me into upgrading
0: i'm slightly surprised by that actually
1: i think they're i think they're doing it because they know by then they'll be making everybody have to upgrade yeah
0: i mean god when did the ps5 come out Came out. Has it been
1: out like a couple of years, I guess?
0: I, I wanna at least that.
1: Yeah, was it like a pre-COVID?
0: Uh, well, because okay, so the Switch came out, the Nintendo Switch came out in 2017 in March. So okay. I think the PS5 and whatever what? the new Xbox one is, I wanna say it came out in 2019. Let me. I oh,
1: think it. I am pretty damn sure it was pre-COVID at the very
0: least. Let's. But yeah, see. I can't see you. Oh man! Oh wow! I'm way off. Actually, it was announced. Was... Okay, so it was announced <laughs> in April 2019. It oh. launched November 2020.
1: Oh shit! So that was like during COVID. Yeah. I just I remember when it launched, like, and still to this day, like, people have problems getting them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's been tough.
2: Interesting. I thought it
0: came out earlier than that. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. Uh,
1: Either way, way, you know me, I'm like a, you know, I'm the person who waits till, like, you know, the exact game that he wants is only available on it. And that's the only, that's like the only time I'll finally fucking go upgrade on it. So. Mm.
0: Yeah, so. I've been, yeah.
1: Yeah, so maybe maybe next summer I'll give two shits about Discord and their um, PS5 <laughs> chat rooms. Uh, spoiler alert, I, I will not give a crap. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: but yeah, anyway. I, I, I think, though, I, so I just got a new graphics card for my computer because I really want to play the new um, uh, Star Wars game that's coming out uh, uh-huh. next month. So because I played the first one. So I have Game Pass. I don't know if you know mm-hmm. about this or not. So it's the Xbox thing. Like, it's kind of like Netflix, where you uh-huh. pay like 10 bucks a month, and they just have like a couple hundred games on there that you can just play as much as you want, as long as they're on the service. Um, awesome. And they have a deal with uh, EA as well. And mm-hmm. so EA made this, uh, like, really good uh, Star Wars game a couple years ago. And last year it came out on this on on the Game Pass service and I was like, oh, okay, I'll give it a try. And I really liked it. And I'm like, I know I'm a nerd, but I've never really cared about Star Wars. But I played that and I was like, oh wow, this is actually really good.
1: This is I was about really to say good. Star Wars, you you've never really brought up the Star Wars and most mm-hmm. Star Wars nerds, like they just want to talk about Star Wars a lot. Yeah
0: yeah so it was funny like i was like okay the one thing i don't want to see in this game is darth vader or palpatine as long as i don't see them and spoilers Mm. folks for a three-year-old game you do see darth vader at the very end and i got actually kind of mad about that but the rest of the game it's like you barely need to know about star wars to like beyond like hey do you know what a lightsaber is then then you can just and it's it's really good it's like uh it's actually very dark souls like um, and i know i'm just like really getting nervous it's, it's really really good Ooh. i really liked it um so the sequel is coming out next month um and i'm i'm very excited to play that because that was, that was a really good game so
2: oh there you go bud good job bud good
0: job good job
2: bud. there you go
0: there we go and now we can use that to dovetail nicely into episode 455 of the a foreign affair podcast Yeah, we're gonna gonna talk about the only competition that matters the Premier League. Oh, that still
2: matters.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The only competition that matters the Florida Cup.
0: Oh, wait, (laughs) never mind. (laughs) Oh man, welcome in everyone. I am Edward Green, joined as always by Calling Crime West Bradshaw, and we do have an episode for you today. Uh, we will be talking Premier League, um, with the week that was. Uh, I also kind of want to talk even little bit more maybe about the bottom of the table than i do the top because while the top oh, yes yes no it's not. get me wrong the bottom of the table this year is where it's at this is actually Ooh. getting kind of nutty uh even now two oh, more than two-thirds of the way through the season for you know, for all the teams now um this this is actually crazy so i'm we're going to talk a little bit about that We are going to talk a little bit about the Champions League. We have uh, finalized our eight teams going to the next round. Uh, As of the time of this recording, we do not yet have the next set of matchups for those eight teams, but we do at least have those eight teams going forward. Don't hit the news and notes. Pimp the Athletic and hit the watch for and call it a pod. But for now, we will get into the Premier League, the one competition that sort of matters still. Um, And unfortunately, we do have to start off uh, at the Vitality. Where you
1: know, oh, great. Go 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 I'll take this,
0: this one. I jinxed them. This was me. I I, I made a reference after, after, uh, after Liverpool got seven behind United. I was like, oh well, you know. Oh, you remember what they did to Bournemouth last, last time, and oh, they got them this weekend. And you know, Bournemouth loves to ship their goals.
1: Bournemouth ships their pants, huh? No, nope, Liverpool ship their pants.
0: Wait. Philip mm. <sighs> uh, up a billion got top billion on this day as his goal was somehow the only one scored in this match and the mm. difference maker in this one as bournemouth gets a vite oh, fuck i didn't want to do that a vital three points uh, mm. at home as uh, as they're able to uh, to send liverpool into another defeat uh after var check it was rendered good and uh and mm-hmm. bournemouth comes out with all three points also getting all three points was Everton over Brentford uh they win one kneel uh as Dwight McNeil very very early on um his goal uh the difference there uh Everton did have another chance for a second one later on um but it was no good after Damari Gray was adjudged to have fouled in the lead up so that's where things stood Brentford not able to get an equalizer On the road and Everton also pick up a very important set of points. Uh Leeds also get a point against Brighton and Hove, uh, who have been playing some very good football lately. Two-two is the draw at Elon Road. uh, as Leeds looks to tread water, uh, Jack Harrison, wake for zone, Jack Harrison. Um I I I am thinking of the right player, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Oh my god, I thought for a second, I thought for a second like, oh god, I didn't hit it. Uh no, Jack Harrison leveled wow. things up in the 78th minute for Leeds to get them a very important point. Um, speaking of teams on the downturn, as again, as we talk about at the bottom of this table, Leicester won Chelsea three. Chelsea finally find their scoring boots uh as they scored they one just 10 minutes into the match through Ben Chilwell, um, who everybody wanted to sell about two weeks ago. Um chelsea thought they had gotten a second uh just after the half hour mark but it was offsides through var uh kai havertz did pull one uh get restore the one goal lead after pats and equaled things up for less than the 39th minute uh havertz scored in the 45th plus six plus six to get chelsea back to a one goal lead and then mateo kovacic finalized things off in the 78th minute um one of one of liverpool's 2023 20, leading scorers wout Feist, uh did pick up a double yellow late in this one and was uh given his marching orders for leicester so he will miss the next match um hey on the theme of a hey, truly this is a new dawn uh tottenham three nottingham forest one uh, kane, this is
1: it man this is the big one the big turnaround is here
0: <laughs> it's finally here again uh kane with the brace in just about a half oh, hour's wait. time uh rich playing like a man possessed after um some some words between him and his uh, manager during the uh the champions league exit last week uh, but he played uh, phenomenally youngman's son even scoring a goal just on the hour mark to make it 3-0 uh force did have a little bit of joy late in the game joe Worrell pulled one back at 3-1 um and then forrest did get in the final moments of the match a penalty that could have pulled them within a goal uh but something tottenham what? isn't used to uh, a keeper that can stop a penalty as Fraser Forster was the big man on the day and stopped U's penalty uh, to keep it a two goal win for Tottenham. Uh, City get the necessary goal, the vital goal against Crystal Palace early in all on. Just keep scoring. We'll, we'll get to that more later. Don't worry. Um, as his penalty in the 70th minute was the difference in this one as they get the big three points to stay on par with arsenal who also won this one three nil arsenal win over fulham uh they got all their goals in the first half and were able to cruise to victory in the second half as they maintain their five point cushion atop the premier league table uh united in southampton drew nil nil uh casemiro the big story in this one getting a red card in the 34th minute for a very dangerous looking tackle he was he was sent off and uh which was weird because i saw everybody like making a big deal out of it and then I watched it and I'm like, no that no, that's obviously a red. I don't care But but,
1: but Ed, it's like Eric seven hog I mean Tim Hogshead. And he never got a red in Spain. How can you give him one here? <laughs> so dumb. Like again, how can oh, how- he
0: didn't mean to. There was no intent. I'm like motherfucker went boots up. You can't I
1: mean that. I mean I don't I don't think he went in trying to like take the guy's ankle out, but you know what? He did. You did. I mean, you know <laughs> in the United States it's called third degree murder. Well, I didn't mean to kill him. Well, you did. Oh. But I didn't yeah. mean to. oh, oh, okay. Well go ahead. No pro- no problem then. Yeah. May maybe maybe a Nash County magistrate will give you that. But he... uh, anyway. Yeah, yeah. mm-hmm. oh, but that? yeah, yeah. I mean, but but yeah, Ericsson oh he he never did this in Spain. I don't understand. Motherfucker. Okay, well, there's a first for everything, isn't there? <laughs> Guess what? He's he done it. it in England now.
0: He, he, he broke it. He, he broke the seal. It's, it's good to go now.
1: There you go. My God. Um, just sure, bro. A
0: couple other matches to get through as I now have the hiccups. Um, uh, West Ham got a very important side, uh, uh, sorry, side Ben Rama penalty in the 26th minute to equalize against Aston Villa as their match at the London Stadium ended up 1 1 newcastle they scored more than one goal wolves never saw it coming um they win 2-1 um wolves thought they had gotten at least a point after he chain wong scored in the 70th minute but you know something that newcastle hasn't really done this year scoring multiple goals miguel Almirón wins it for newcastle just nine minutes later uh (laughs) then these were today's matches uh some excuse me some midweek matches to uh to catch people up Brentford gets two against Southampton. They win 2-0. Brighton beats Palace 1-0. Sully March, the difference in the 15th mark there. So that's the week that was, Wes. Um, obviously, I, 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 we just talked a little bit about the United result, which, you know, they put a, puts a little bit more of a damper. Excuse me. Especially after their, their loss to Liverpool last week. What caught your eye over, over this past week's worth of Premier League games?
1: What caught my eye was the team that Liverpool had funked 28-1 over the last seven matches. Suddenly found a way to shut our ass down. Mm. God. It was about the most predictable outcome there could possibly be. Um, the last time uh, Liverpool uh, beat a Manchester team, they uh, early this season, they beat Manchester City. Uh, it was the start of something new. We turned around and lost to last place Nottingham Forest the next week. Uh, this time we uh, beat Manchester United. All right, it's the start of something new. We lose to last place, <laughs> Bournemouth. So, you know, it's it's just it's one of them damn things. So like I got texted you earlier, looking forward at Liverpool's schedule over the next month. Um, their next three league games are City, Chelsea, Arsenal, and then they play Leeds. I'm like, oh, well. There's three wins and a loss, and the obvious loss will be the Leeds. Well, I think I said two wins, a draw, and a loss, to (laughs) Leeds. Just guarantee that's coming down the pipe. Uh, Yeah, just um, extremely frustrating. Liverpool are night and day in their home and away form. Um, Whatever, God, three – Three road victories out of 13 matches this year for Liverpool. Wow. I mean, that's that's why the Reds currently sit where they do, which that's not the top four, because their home form has easily been top four. Mm. Easily been top four home form. But, yeah, unfortunately, they do make you play the away fixtures, and those have not gone well this year for Jürgen's Troopers. Um. It's just a really, really disappointing uh, performance, disappointing loss. Um, That combined with uh, Tottenham Hotspur getting a victory. Um, Yeah, I mean, it it just – it totally swung this momentum that it looked like Liverpool had gained with that huge win over United. Um, It just took that momentum and was like, (laughs) fuck that. (laughs) So now Liverpool find themselves basically back where they were, once again, like, looking up at the top four, and it's it's going to be an absolute battle to try to get there. Mm. Uh, just really, really disappointing display. Whew-wee. Um Looking around, Chelsea have suddenly decided they want to score goals again, mm. which, yeah, that's not good for anyone, but I'm I guess but Chelsea late, fans. but Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but you know um, they've they've got some ma- important matches coming up where they can at least fuck with other people, True. namely Liverpool. Uh, as Roger Bennett said, um, as Everton finally find a win, they 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 get ever there. They get Chelsea, who finally figured out how to score again. So, you know, good job Everton. But. Um... Yeah, so Chelsea getting their job done. Tottenham responding after, my God. Liverpool are definitely a Jekyll and Hyde team, but at least with Liverpool you can figure out. It's just they suck on the road. can't figure out what the hell Tottenham does. Who knows? It it doesn't matter if it's on the road, if it's a heretofore unnamed uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. It could be in Europe. It could be domestic. It could be where just like, oh, well, today we're going to be world beaters. Whoop. Today we're going to look like a fourth-tier Scottish club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thoroughly really enjoyed weird. the uh, yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed the uh, the whole Conte Richardson deal. You, you, and I, you know, Ed, you and I, we both have a a, a healthy respect for the other's club. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we we usually, uh, you know, unless it's something that is directly affecting, it's like right now, you know, we're both kind of looking at that table like Ed's like, oh, I could really use a Liverpool loss. I'm like, oh, I could really use a Spurs loss. Mm. But for the most part, I think we um we appreciate each other's clubs. Yeah, man, I don't fucking like Richard <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I can't stand that yeah. guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> and honestly so honestly i kind of think that like um you know for you rich Arlison's like kind of like um uh aj Kurzewski works for the red sox yep it's like oh what the hell did we sign you're not gonna like that motherfucker.
0: well and the weirdest part about it is apparently like off the pitch he's like an amazing guy like he gives a ton of money to charities back home in brazil he's a really nice uh-huh. person but he is just an Absolute master of shithousery, just absolutely. God,
1: he is. He just. He's just a shithouse, and you know, he's he's bitching about Conte not playing him. Well, you know, Ricky, when you haven't played for shit, I can understand the man not playing you that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, in true scriptwriter form, Richarlison uh, comes back into the side. You know, scores a great goal. And suddenly now it's like, uh, you know, Conte's kind of backhanded complimenting him, which I thoroughly enjoyed that. Because nobody, nobody can shit on you for doing well like Conte can.
0: Yeah. He all
1: thought he he is, Josie was bad. Oh, no. Kante <laughs> like teaches a master class in being an asshole when everyone thinks you're being nice. Um, yeah, he's great at that. But uh, Tottenham getting getting an extra as we know at this point an extremely important three points. Mm-hmm. I mean that's all it is for Tottenham at this point. Go get your three points, um, and just wait for Liverpool to do something stupid, and it shouldn't take too long. Um, so you know a good good weekend for Tottenham Hotspur and potentially. Um, Yes, we'll see whatever um, Rich Arlison's going to do from here on out. (laughs) So uh, you know, you you might have you might have gotten a guy who's uh, starting to hit some form now. As as we like to say, "Lord, he's like a new
2: saint." That's always one of my favorites.
1: Um, elsewhere, yeah, we we talked a little already about uh. The ridiculousness of uh, United crying about Casemiro. How, how dare Casemiro be given a red card? It's just, it's just a travesty. How dare poor sweet Casemiro of all people be given a red card? Um, but Casemiro did get a red card. It didn't matter in the end. They got the victory. Um, United. As much as, I, as much as I was hoping it was going to lead to like just this massive United tailspin, I'm sure 7-0 is going to go down as more like a blip on the radar.
2: Mm. Yeah, and sometimes it's just what happens.
1: And uh, I think on the day, Liverpool just had their number and United should be fine going forward. Um, if nothing else, I think Liverpool just went ahead and took care of that uh, Premier League title dream.
2: There you go. You so, go. you know, if nothing else, good
1: enough for me. Uh, but United <clears throat> actually looking pretty good on the day. And uh, they're, looking, they're looking really good in Europe right
2: now. <laughs> Whatever. For United. Spitty, um, early Holland is just,
1: as we know from another planet, uh, all the way down to his nine rows of teeth in his mouth he is a he is a terrifying he's a terrifying presence on the field. Uh he's a terrifying presence if he like gets into your dreams or anything.
0: But mm-hmm.
1: yeah, he's just he's doing like his like thing.
0: jaws from the bond movies.
1: He is, he is he's huge and he just destroys things and then he opens his mouth and it's like oh. <laughs> I I'm waiting for the day that Erling Holland um goes full Brendan Rodgers. <laughs> mm. And gets, gets a nice set of pearly white jumpers.
2: <laughs> oh, Erling, let me tell you about a man. About a guy. About a guy. About a guy. Um, yeah, I mean, Erling Holland. you saw him in the Champions League this week. This team it's like, sometimes I can't figure out.
1: Obviously, Erling Holland is fantastic, we know that. But sometimes when you watch him, it's like, I don't see what the big deal is. Oh, never mind. He just scored like three goals <laughs> yeah. in two and a half minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's really good. But, you know,
2: honestly, Holland is a guy who he
1: he's – and this isn't taken away from him because, once again, the dude's amazing. But it's like he will go missing for, you know, 40, 50 minutes. He might touch the ball twice and not even be near the goal. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, "Oh shit!" Wham, 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 wham. And it's like, "Wait a minute! How the hell's he got a hat trick?" <laughs> it's like three minutes ago. I couldn't remember if he was on the pitcher. and he's a hat tricks. He's so damn good at that. Yeah, so damn good at it. And, and I mean, hell, that's that is what makes him an elite player is that he's got that ability at all times. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: but city. City aren't going to go quiet at the end of the night, but man, Arsenal!
1: Oh, I did all I could. I, I predicted their their downfall after that City loss, mm-hmm. and in, in typical in typical fashion of West's absolute super genius that we all know of, uh, Arsenal have basically turned into like Pete Guardiola Barcelona now, <laughs> and they're just scoring goals for fun and. Finding ways to win late—the like combination of like City and Liverpool over the last five years—it's like one either they're just demolishing people and scoring a shit ton of goals, or they're finding ways to score in ninety plus seven to get get reasons. Mm-hmm. Man, you didn't tell me that Liverpool were so damn annoying when we were doing that shit.
0: <laughs> it was again. I, we have a very healthy respect for your, our, each other's teams, but oh fuck, that was an annoying season or two.
1: No one bothered to let me know how annoying I personally was, which, looking back, is of course last You were extremely annoying. I mean, you know, the smugness may be my middle name. It sounds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, it's pretty fucking great, man. Um, this year, certainly not for me. This year, it's just like, shoot me in the face. Um, but, yeah, but but Arsenal, God, I think I've said it before. Arsenal's doing all that shit you've got to do that wins your titles.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and I know as a Tottenham fan, that cannot make you happy. Um, as um, he, I have a very mixed emotion of Arsenal right now. Mm-hmm. because I just I don't, I don't like Arsenal. I've never liked Arsenal. Maybe a lot of it had to do with Arsene Wenger's Arsenal, but I really don't care for Arsenal.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Man, at the same time, Pep Guardiola not winning a title and Manchester United not winning a title makes me happy. I'm, just, I'm, I'm a hater, okay? I just I hate, hate, hate. It's just what yeah. I do. Um... You know, I'm I'm of that opinion of, well, if Liverpool can't win the title, oh, let it be like a Leicester year or
2: something.
1: Mm-hmm. And, of course, that can't happen every year because it's once-in-a-lifetime kind of thing. But, damn, I don't want to see United win it. I don't want to see City win it. don't really want to see Arsenal win it. I really don't want to see Chelsea win it. It doesn't really leave a lot out there other than, like, <laughs> Tottenham and Liverpool and Well, we know what those numbers look like over the last 30 years. I mean, we've split one in the last 30 years, so now it's maybe 31 years, but uh, yeah, it's just kind of what it is at this point. So at some point, you just like you just kind of like hope for the lesser of all evils. Mm -hmm. Which to me comes down to like, just don't let United win. (laughs)
2: True.
1: Uh, I can I can somewhat live with the the, the rest of them is kind of like ugh, annoying. Fuck it, whatever. Maybe. Yeah, I can't. I, I don't do well. I'm not going to do well if I'm not win it, win it again anytime soon. Um, city are just kind of like uh, you, you know. I, I kind of I kind of treat City like I would treat. Um, PSG, it's like you know, yeah. if they do, if they do win, it's like psh, whatever, write it off. Who gives a shit? They're you know they're just buying the title. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that's a nice easy um, built-in hoping mechanism if City do win the title. Um man, it, it is it is kind of fun to see Pep not winning something. True, because Pep, Pep of course feels he's the greatest serial winner of all time. Um, once again, just. Just can't imagine what anyone means by the fact that yes, you always have the most money and the best talents. I do not know what you will say. <laughs> this is this is so rude and horrible of what you say of me. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Stop. It's crazy. It's crazy. I I I always have team of underdogs.
2: Yeah, we you know you do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, man, damn the arsenal.
2: Looking like their season, and we're just going to have to
1: deal with that. I think coming May.
0: Still, just still, to deal is with it it. still eleven matches. Still eleven matches. And and Arsenal still, do play yeah. each
1: other. Yeah, still eleven. Like you said, they do play each other. I think it's five points at the mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and two. I mean, I've said it. You know. Oh, if Arsenal win it, they're gonna be forged in the fire because they have not been, no one on that squad has been anywhere near this position. Take it back. Uh Jesus has. Yeah. Obviously, Jesus has been in a yeah. few run-ins, but no one on that squad has ever really been in a big position to win the Premier League. And um, you know, when it when it when it gets that time of the year. They like to say those buttholes starting to pucker, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I guess what we'll see what we'll see if City are able to do it, but may still be another twist in there somewhere. But right now, um, <laughs> Arsenal are, are Arsenal are really looking like a team that this is their year to get it done.
0: Well, it wouldn't be a Premier League season without a few more twists and turns. Um... We've talked a lot about the uh, the top half of the table, and we'll take a look at the table real quick here. Um, Arsenal uh, do have that five-point lead over City. Uh, United are now 16 back. Even with a match in hand, they're done. Um, they are, and they do have a matchup on Tottenham. They are only two points up on Tottenham in the third, fourth thing. So just just going to throw that out there. United not quite safe and sound in a, in a third-place thing yet. Uh, Newcastle, four points out of a Champions League spot, and they have two matches in hand on Tottenham. Uh, Liverpool right now, six back, along with Brighton and Hove, and Brentford rounds out the top eight. And then at the bottom of your heart, the relegation zone, which I'm calling right now everything from 12th to 20th. It's like basically everybody. Um, Because Palace and Wolves are 12th and 13th, they are three points clear of relegation right now. Just three points clear. Forrest are two points clear. Everton are one point clear. Leicester mm-hmm. and West Ham are only clear on goal differential. Bournemouth is right there with them on at 18th place. Leeds is just one point from safety. Southampton, just two points from safety. I, I've like... I have struggled to think of, at least since we've been doing this podcast, a bottom of the table that has been this tight. And usually like it's this way for maybe about like half the season. And then we have that like clump in the mid table form. And then there's like, you know, four or five teams just kind of at the bottom that, you know, and, you know, like Mm -hmm. at least one or two of them are definitely going to be going down. I don't know. We have like 10, 11 matches left. And like, again, I don't, Palace is in 12th. I don't even think they're that safe. I think they, they've played good enough over the course of the season to stay up. But I mean, even they, if they're not careful, they, could well, their form, their
1: form's gone to shit recently. Three too.
0: Losses. Yeah. they can't, and they, they can't
1: score. There. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they just, they suddenly hit a point. They can't score. Um, do Leeds have enough firepower to get through? Shit, if I know. Uh, Sean Dice has already won as many matches at Everton as Frank Lampard won in 20 matches at Everton. But there's nothing guaranteed with that. And right. Liverpool are doing everything they can to get Everton relegated. So. <laughs> <sighs> Man. Um, it, it's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. Southampton are not good. They're in last place. And in one weekend, that could like totally change. Absolutely. (laughs) That's what's nuts about this. Um, Yeah, you know, the relegation zone, there's always a a team or two of intrigue down there later in the season. You get, man, like you said, right now, it's It's like eight teams and every one of them is in that dogfight. Every one of them's in that dogfight. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of excited to keep my eye on it. Um, Everton are down there, so that, of course, makes it enjoyable for me um, because I get to giggle at their misfortune and their um, their sadness. <laughs>
2: um,
1: but, man, we'll see what happens. I'd love to see Leeds stay up. I'd love to see Forrest stay up. After that, I'm kind of, like, open to anybody going down. So.
0: Well, and, you know, just, again, to show how quickly this could change – lester had an absolutely awful start to this season kind yep. of looked like they'd righted the ship and now they've lost four straight matches and again they're level on points with 18th place bournemouth they're only up right now because of gold differential so that's again how quickly this can change again palace looked like they were kind of safe they've lost three straight um and again another one of those weird things where like Again, usually a team is kind of really bad. You look at this bottom of the table, and there's wins sprinkled in. These lower teams are winning matches. Southampton has won two of their last five. Like this is, I, I, I genuinely cannot remember a season like this. And and truth be told, I don't see this really clearing up that much once we get into April. Like it is going to be an absolute war zone as as we <laughs> head into like the final five matches. And I am all here for that i am i am i am one of those those terrible people who cheered at the coliseum when the when the lion came out to the to the gladiator i'm like yeah yes blood for the blood god
1: let's go so well and just and just to throw it out there ed Hmm? uh leeds west ham and leicester and southampton all still have visits coming from liverpool
0: oh boy Liverpool really are going to send down <laughs> everything.
1: I mean, if that if that is truly like the undercover goal of the season, <laughs> all four of those teams welcome Liverpool and what in and um uh, what was it I said to you the other day? Jurgen Hood, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, you know, beating City, beating United, robbing from the rich and giving to the poor.
0: <laughs>
1: we so take Liverpool, three
0: Liverpool and now give them to you.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. We take them from City, we take them from United, and we give them to Portmouth and everybody else. Oh. Um, and, I mean, all joking aside, I mean, the, the way Liverpool has played on the road this year, yeah. I wouldn't be shocked to see them lose at least one of those. And if you're the team that can get them, mm-hmm. hey, that's a, that's that's three huge points at the time. So.
0: Absolutely. Um, yeah, this is this is going to be a crazy run into the season. Again, we're about, about two-thirds of the way through, so still plenty of time. Plenty of twists and turns left to go here, uh, and those twists and turns do start again this weekend. Uh, for most of our teams, on Friday things kick off at 4 p.m. Eastern Time as and Forest hosts Newcastle. On Saturday, we go straight to our 11 a.m. matches as Villa takes on Bournemouth, Brentford takes on Leicester, Southampton hosts Tottenham. Oh boy, and Wolves take on Leeds. And at 1:30, a very crucial battle as Chelsea take on Everton. On Sunday, uh, Palace looks to try and right the ship against Arsenal. Um, And yes, it is a bit of a a shorter week this week um, because we do have FA Cup action. So there have been uh, a couple of postponements, uh, notably Liverpool-Fulham, Brighton versus Manchester United, and City versus West Ham. So Arsenal can actually open up an eight-point lead as we head into uh, an international break here which would be which would be very very big. Although, again, they they do lose and you know drop some points. That's not also the way you want to go into an international break. So, we'll see what happens. Uh as for that FA Cup, the quarterfinals will be this weekend uh starting on Saturday as City takes on Burnley. Uh and then on Sunday, you have Championship side Sheffield United taking on Championship side Blackburn Rovers brighton gets league two side and the lowest team remaining grimsby town and then manchester united takes on fulham uh those teams we play in to go to the semifinals and get one step closer to a trophy speaking of trophy, the biggest one that we don't care about anymore um is the champions league the uh, round of 16 is done and dusted and um interestingly enough i i think this was like it's actually weird how this has ended up because I think there was like a lot of really intriguing ties, and we just got a bunch of blowouts. Actually, mm. um, one of them, uh, was one that came into the second leg, one one, City <laughs> versus Leipzig, and City just beat the ever loving hell out of them in, in Manchester. Evan Nil is the result early on with five goals on the day including a 22nd minute penalty that started it all and then his goal just two minutes later pretty much sealed the deal um gundawin and de bruyne added one as well but man city advances eight one on aggregate um also also advancing um real madrid did exactly what they needed to which was control the match enough against liverpool so that there was no Miraculous comeback, like their Catalan brethren in Spain uh, suffered against Liverpool those couple years ago. Uh, they win one-nil through Benzema's 78th minute goal uh, and win 6-2 on aggregate. Uh, Napoli comfortably win 3-0 over Eintracht Frankfurt. They take the tie five-nil. And then um, Porto and Inter Milan kind of played a nil-nil draw. It got really dicey there in the last moments. Uh, Porto had like eight chances in the last 10 seconds to win it or at least uh equalize and, and go to extra time uh but they could not do it as inter milan wins it the the tie one nil um so your eight teams advancing are the three italian sides inter ac milan and napoli two english sides chelsea and manchester city one spanish side in real one german side in baron and one portuguese side and benfica so that is where we've ended up wes um again i i think on on balance most of the expected results but i do think i think we thought maybe some of these would be a little closer than they ended up being but it should set up some some really good round of eight ties as well
1: well just remember liverpool real madrid was really close for the first half of the first match Mm-hmm. and then it all went to hell and everything's terrible and I hate everyone for it um yeah yeah I mean it was it was kind of a little surreal just seeing everybody get their asses whipped in the round of 16 um I think what Chelsea Chelsea uh Dortmund was probably the best tie of them all and probably just like kind of it just like it just wasn't great hmm <laughs> You know, it's just like, uh, yeah, whatever. Um yeah, so you know, going forward, uh, the draw's coming on Friday. We'll see who's going round of eight. Three Italian teams in the final 8 Mm-hmm. Very quiet, very under the radar. Um high question. Is
2: Napoli really the best team in Europe?
0: I think they are. I, I actually think they are. Well, they I think they're the might best be. team. I think they're the best chance of winning this tournament. I still don't know that they're actually the best team, but I think they have the best chance of winning this tournament. Yeah.
1: I agree. And I don't know. They're not the best team. They are they are absolutely something. They are really something. They um and they've looked really good. Uh let's see what the draw is gonna give them in the round of eight. Um I see. You know, a a lot of intrigue could come out of these round of eight draws. Um, yeah, I'm 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 kind of excited to see where we're going, and that's without Liverpool in, without Tottenham in, mm-hmm. uh, without PSG in. Uh, at the end of the day, Ed, uh, I'm an ABC fan. Anybody but City. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, I can I can literally kind of say that now, um, <clears throat> because um PSG are out so yeah i'm kind of like all right whatever i don't really care i don't really care who wins now
0: so one team... um oh, i'm yeah. sorry go ahead
1: no no that was pretty much it i don't really care who wins now i'm I'm just interested to watch the matches
0: one thing i'm curious and i i might have to double, i think i need to double check this has every team but city still left in this won the champions league before
1: um um the one we were just talking about napoli hasn't um so i think both milans have yes benfica won the old european cup i do believe um so i I believe so obviously uh as a liverpool fan i'd rather not see Bayern win because we're actually tied on champions league (laughs) titles with them so you know um So I don't really want to see Bayern win. Uh, You know, at this point, Madrid, it's just like they're so far out in front, nobody's ever going to catch them for titles. True. So I'm not so worried about Madrid. Um, You know, AC Milan, back in the Final Eight for the first time in a long time. Um, You've got the two Milans. That's kind of cool.
2: That's
1: kind of cute. As I heard Gab Marcotti say, um, the city of Milan has won more European Cups than any other city not named Madrid. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah they they had 110 yeah
1: <laughs> so I mean you know so that's 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 something to keep an eye on um, yeah I mean honestly I'd like this I wouldn't mind seeing someone like Napoli come up and win it uh, I just god at the end of the day Real Madrid is like the damn big bad wolf yep Yep, they're the when rainfall. you think he's when you think he's down, when you think you beat him, when you think everything's done, nah, them motherfuckers find a damn way. <laughs> and my god, you know how many times have they thrown the dirt on Modric and Cruz? Too many. And those two and those two just keep coming. <laughs> I mean, God, they're they, uh, Madrid is Jason fucking Bordy's. <laughs> they just keep coming. And honestly, you know, to me, like I said, I think Napoli might—I think we both agree—Napoli might be the best team uh, with a chance to win this tournament. Mm-hmm. But man, until somebody proves to me they can beat Real Madrid over two legs <laughs> or in a final, fuck uh-huh. it, dude. I'm gonna put my money on Real Madrid. Yeah, it's I
2: like, it, God, it's like betting on the house in Vegas. You know, it's like, well, you got this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy in the house. It's like, House, <laughs> um, but I I, would,
1: I I think it'd be cool to see some new blood up there. Um, so still don't want to see City win it. Don't want to see Bayern win it. I, in order, I don't. want <laughs> Who do you want to see, Wes? Shut the hell up! I'm here to be a hater. I'm here to be a hateful asshole. In the order I don't want to see him win it is City, Bayern, Real. And then I'm kind of like, whatever, let's just see what happens
0: after that. Yeah.
1: Those are the three I'd like to not win
0: uh, it. I'll i throw Chelsea in there too. I don't really want to see Chelsea. They just oh,
1: shit. It. I I fucking forgot Chelsea was in there. Oh, hell no. <laughs> Put Chelsea right behind Byron in front of Real. Okay. <laughs> the hell with Chelsea winning it? They. You know why Chelsea would piss me off so bad winning it?
0: Because they're so bad. Because
1: they're, they're not good. <laughs> <laughs> they're not really good. I mean, look, Real is not like, Real have not been world beaters, so they're just awesome in Europe. But at least Real's good. Chelsea's not good. Yeah, that's They're true. not good, like, at all. Them winning this thing would just, oh, just piss you the hell off. Oh, God. I mean, once again, l- unless they're beating City. Then... Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, y'all, I'm pulling for y'all, though, if it comes time to beat City. Um, God, I don't know if there could be a more underwhelming winner this year than Chelsea. I, I, uh,
0: with all due respect to Benfica, I think you're right. Um,
1: yeah. Well, yeah. oh, at least Benfica. I mean, look now, honestly, if you look at Benfica, mm-hmm. Benfica have lost one match in all comps this year. I actually
0: didn't realize that. I knew they were a on at, uh, Portugal, but right. I didn't realize that. Yeah.
1: They have lost one match in all competitions. And that includes Europe, that includes their you know, their cups, everything they're playing, they have lost one match. So I think for Benfica, I think Benfica could really pick up like some massive like Cinderella steam mm-hmm. if they if they were able to get through the round of eight. I think they could really pick up like oh they're the Cinderella team, you know, oh man, that, that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Chelsea are fucking dysfunctional and they're miserable. And I mean they're just they're just money pumped after money, pumped after bad money. I think people and people realize that. People are like, oh fuck Chelsea, man. Outside of Chelsea fans, outside of Chelsea fans and people not wanting to see City win. (laughs) I mean, who the hell is gonna sit there and pull for fucking Chelsea at this point? Yeah. They're they're garbage.
2: They garbage, man.
0: Yeah, I will give it to them. I I, would be fine with seeing Benfica win. I think that'd be a great story. Um,
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, that'd be kind of cool. I mean, and then it'd be fun to watch them sell their entire team. I mean, you think about it. This is a team that already sold, like, Enzo Fernandez to Chelsea Mm -hmm. in the middle of the season. I mean, you're one of the best teams in the world, and you have to sell players just to, like, make the damn budget work. I mean, it's crazy, man. Yeah it's crazy but um yeah i mean i i'd, I'd throw in for benfica i'd be cool with it.
0: yeah so we'll see uh we'll get the we'll get that uh draw this friday so we'll be able to talk about it next week and those will pick back up in april with the uh, and when we do get the draw on friday that'll be for the rest of the tournament um mm-hmm. at that point also all association and group rules are thrown out you can be drawn against any single team mm-hmm. so we could get some very very interesting ties going forward um, real quick um, kind, this is kind of a news and notes. I don't have an actual news story on it but I did see it kind of pop up a little bit and so I'm curious to hear your take on it um, because this kind of does bleed into the first actual news stories we have I did see Ancelotti make a, make a comment um, and again you know he's the manager of Real Madrid so take this with you a, a grain of salt mm-hmm. um, but he said that Vinicius Jr. was the best player in the world right now um and i think we kind of talked about him a little bit last week i want to say um and i i don't know like he was very heralded come coming into real madrid got off to i think a bit of a slow start once he got there um has really started picking up steam had a good at times at times really good world cup and at times not so good world cup for brazil Um, but has played overall really, really well for Madrid over the last year and a half. Do you agree with Ancelotti that as much as we've talked about and other people have talked about killing Mbappe, being that next guy up, is Vinicius actually the best player in the world right now?
1: I'm going to tell you what, when he plays against Trini, sure is. (laughs) Well... (laughs) Jesus Christ. I've, I've seen that enough over the past few years to never want yeah. to see that again. Uh,
2: yeah, he. Um,
1: so I think when Vinicius Jr. is at his best, I think he may be just a hair better than Mbappe at his
2: best. Okay. That said.
1: Mbappe brings his level a lot more frequently than Vinny does.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: Vinicius Vinicius Jr. is one of these guys, he seems to have this like it, it's almost it's almost like he he is the mentality of Real Madrid. Where it's like, we'll cruise, we'll cruise, we'll cruise. Oh, big match coming up. Woohoo, time to break it out. And um, he, is, he is so damn good in the spotlight in the biggest matches. Mm-hmm. He is absolutely phenomenal. He's world-class as world-class gets. Um, big Champions League matches, finals, big world tournaments like you saw. Where Mbappe is more of a consistent excellence Mm-hmm. but I, I just I feel that Vinny Jr. can hit a height that I think even Mbappe can't hit but he just doesn't do it nearly enough to he doesn't do it enough to be considered the best player in the world
0: I will say this though too you you talk about the highs being higher and I I I think I agree with that but I also don't think Vinicius has had and and, and again correct me if I'm wrong a a moment or a game that's like oh oh he's that he's that dude like we saw mbappe kind of do that in the world cup final against argentina like he <laughs> like drug that team on his back and just went beast mode for lack of a better word to try and get them across the finish line and get them the the cup i don't think vinicius has actually had a game where he, he you know that that expression he takes it by the scruff of the neck and says we're winning this match I think he's had some very great matches but I don't think he's had that moment and again Mbappe lost that match but he was like he was that guy I don't think and I'm I'm, again I don't watch a lot of Spanish football so if he's done it in in La Liga I apologize (laughs) but I don't think he's done that on the biggest stage yet where he's had that kind of moment
1: well, uh, Once again, I have watched him do that moment to trip. <laughs> yeah. He he has he done it in some big championships. so Well, too but yeah.
0: those games. But yeah,
1: yeah, they do, they do, and um, I I agree with what you you're saying there, where you know World Cup final. Uh, I'm in Mbappe, and the only way my team's staying in this match is me scoring a hat trick. Yep, and he does it. Um, yeah, I, I totally get that, um, and and I can go along with that. Like I said that is why I still consider Mbappe to be the best player in the world. Mm-hmm. And honestly even though I've seen Vinny do shit that I don't even think um Mbappe could do, I don't think Vinny will ever be the best player in the world. Mm-hmm. I don't think he'll ever get quite there to where Mbappe is, but he is he is definitely quietly maybe he he has gotten himself onto that top tier of players in the world mm-hmm. um, where, where I think, I think you put Vinny in as, you know, and now, now of course when somebody always, when somebody wants to talk about oh the best player in the world, they're, they're naturally going to a striker, someone who right. scores the goals. Mm-hmm. I f- but uh, I think you could definitely put Vinny into that as say one of the top three attacking players in world football now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I would, I would definitely go with that though. Absolutely, no, yeah, so. no, no, uh, no disagreement there. Um, and I did mention this would kind of go into my story, uh, first couple of stories here from the Athletic, one by Oliver K and one by David Ornstein. Uh, Oliver Kay's uh, came out last week. The vanity of PSG: How money made them blind to Paris was rich talent, uh, <laughs> talking a lot about uh, you know <laughs> how many non-French players are actually on this PSG roster in their in their quest to kind of build a super team, um, and then like saying, oh, maybe you guys should kind of go back to getting French players on the team and uh, even listing, like, a bunch of the players um, that were on the the French uh, World Cup team that were basically right. from Paris that don't play for PSG. People like uh, Alphonse Areola, Jules Conde, Ibrahima Konate, which, you know, you're very familiar That's with. Right. Uh, Arabio, Kingsley Coman, and even, you know, Kylian Mbappe. So, you know, these are, these are all a bunch of players <laughs> That, you know, they have to pull from and they do have Mbappe. But there's so many great players from Paris that they just haven't right. been able to pull in. And maybe there's a chance they go back. Um But I think that dovetails nicely into an article that came out just a couple days later from David Ornstein in his weekly like athletic column uh, that leads off with uh, Neymar wants to finish career at PSG. And it's something I think we nope. talked about on the podcast last week, or maybe we just texted about it essentially like... Neymar Neymar's is going to get his money and even it, it, it drops in here since he's been at PSG his uh, his uh, value um, sorry the club's value uh, since Neymar has been at PSG has quadrupled so he's going to get him some of that money because that's what, what Neymar is- do and we are never going to fault someone here for getting their money but I do you think
2: they
0: there you go i do wonder if those two kind of might go hand in hand i i wonder if because the the owner group has kind of suggested maybe they want to start shifting more towards more french players on the roster especially parisian players maybe you know with a lot of money tied up in messi a lot of money tied up in neymar potentially going forward and if they try their damnedest to keep uh mbappe they might have to start reining in a little bit of the spending elsewhere, and that could lead them to going more homegrown players. So it's a, it's a very interesting time uh, for PSG West, especially after just getting bounced out of the, the Champions League again.
1: Oh, it definitely is. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I applaud Neymar for getting paid. Oh, yeah. And I laugh my ass off at PSG for being the ones who were paying him. Absolutely.
2: Better um better them
1: than us. You know, yeah, better him than me. Um PSG have been the freewheeling, dealing, spending um FC Hollywood for for years now, and you know what? It might finally be catching up with them. Hmm. And that's the thing. Uh Mbappe is the jewel. But, I mean, all we keep seeing is, yeah, I don't think he really wants to stay long-term. Yeah. And, I mean, that—that that is going to be absolutely devastating to PSG when he leaves. And I'm not saying if he leaves. I think it's pretty safe to say he's going to leave. Probably. Eventually, he's going to leave. Um. By the way, just offhand, I'm looking at Mike Trout not in an Angels uniform, and it is just glorious. <laughs> oh my! Okay, back to back to football. Um, but Neymar is completely hamstringing the hamstringing the club, and it's not just the money; it's his presence mm-hmm. because it's just uh, through the years he is, but he is now seen as this bad influence as like this malcontent as this dude who he just plays when he wants to play and and you know what in a lot of in a lot of places in life that you look at perception is huge it might not totally be the truth but perception is huge and the perception of Neymar is you know when the going gets tough Neymar is going to pull a hammy (laughs) Mm -hmm. or when the going gets tough oh here comes carnival (laughs) Uh, or it's his sister's birthday, or just anything. All this shit has just, like, burned him now for years. And, you know, the rumors are that Mbappe doesn't want to play with him anymore. Um, And if you end up losing Mbappe because of of Neymar, I mean, that is just going to be absolutely... Gut wrenching for PSG going forward, and to me, it couldn't happen to a better group of guys. So. <laughs> Absolutely. So, fuck you, PSG. Enjoy the next whatever four or five years of Neymar you have left. Um, I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying it. So,
0: same. As we, uh, as I, I, I want. I almost dropped in a when you were talking about how much they've been hamstrung by uh, the the pay everything. Um I, I wanted to inj- interject a uh, a Barcelona slowly nodding their heads. Yes. Mm. And we have the one
1: to... the one good financial move that Barcelona has made he in the last decade.
0: Getting rid of Neymar. <laughs> um our next story quickly from Mario Cortegana. Uh Real Madrid to join complaint against Barcelona after corruption charges. Uh so when we uh we talked a few weeks to a month ago about um barcelona making some payments to an to an uh the vice president of spanish football's refereeing committee that didn't (laughs) quite look on the up and up really um didn't didn't look super good uh well they have been formally charged this week um and real quick that that's a story from paul ballas and lai carvalho araro also on the athletic um that that's a whole thing and then somewhat unsurprisingly real madrid's been like yeah we'll 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 give you what we got on that we'll uh we'll we'll help you out with uh with with whatever you need to know to to charge barcelona harder with this let's uh let's get a conviction here boys um la liga also confirmed that they would be jumping in as well um and again this is just one of those things that It 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 just it looked bad. Even if it was an innocent thing, it just looked really, really bad for Barcelona. And optics optics are so much of of cases like this. I I the one thing I do find interesting is, and that can make it a little awkward, is Real Madrid and Barcelona, as far as I know, are still trying to get that whole Super League thing off the ground. So this is uh, you know it's a little bit like yeah, come be in the Super League with us, but. While while you're coming, we're gonna kick it in the chest. So just just really real I mean Real Madrid and Barcelona obviously big, big, big rivals. So I guess this isn't the most surprising thing in the world, but figured if they'd still want a little bit of help with that whole Super League thing, this maybe maybe don't poke the bear on this one. But I'm I'm all for this. I'm laughing at this. This is great, Wes.
1: Oh, I love it. It is absolutely magnificent. Every time Super League comes up and you just basically know at this point it's not gonna work. Um, because you always know who's associated with Super League, mm-hmm. and man, they can just fucking deal, yeah, can deal with it. And just anything that's um, anything that Barcelona's having issues with, they they fucking deserve
0: absolutely. Um, couple last little stories here. Um, one uh from Paul Tenorio, uh, U.S. soccer Greg Bearhalter investigation what was found, Reyna's involvement, and what's next. Um, all, all I gotta say is the rain has come off looking like massive pieces of shit in this one. So that wasn't that wasn't good for them, and uh can't imagine they're gonna have much involvement in US soccer going forward. Um we talked about this a few weeks ago, this one from Awful Announcing and Joe Lucia. Uh one former Fox executive convicted in bribery case. Um, we talked about how they were charged with uh bidding for the World Cup rights. Um, and how they bribed it because n- no duh. so yay, yay, for that. Well, hopefully, hopefully some justice there. And then finally, all for also from awful announcing this one by Andrew Buckolds, If there is one thing we learned this past weekend, just one thing, it is: you do not fuck with Gary fucking lineker. You don't do it because when you fuck with him, you fuck with his mates and everybody else that presents with him on match of the day. Um, So if you don't know, uh, Gary Lineker uh, presenter of of match of the day, a much loved uh, show on the BBC and a much loved presenter. Um,
1: England, Not only that England legend, Gary Lineker, like one of the
0: great English players ever. So, a hundred percent. So did it both on the pitch and now doing it off the pitch. Um, sometimes like, say to, to Twitter and, uh, you know, give his thoughts on on things in politics. And uh, and apparently he said something that the pe- people close to the top level, people in the BBC didn't like uh, of some policies that are thinking about enacting over in England. And so they they pulled him off the airwaves or they said they were going to pull him off the airwaves for this weekend and they announced that and then uh Ian Wright and uh Alan Shearer also some some pretty big names in English football said now we're out too we're, we're leaving with our boy Gary and then pretty much everyone else fell off uh off the show along with them including like all the production crew so for the show they uh, the like people on the BBC had to come out and apologize say yeah this show's gonna look a little different and a little shittier this week because nobody's really here to run it so here's some highlights with some music behind them enjoy 20 minutes instead of like an hour-long show like normally it is so they've 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 gotten it straightened out lineker will be back on the air next weekend everything is resolved man i just real real big of of all those people though to actually stand with with their boy because i i don't know that this would necessarily happen in america like i'm trying to think of someone who this would happen to in america west and like and and the entire like their broadcast team would rally around them i'm thinking like like if rebecca Lowe did something like this i feel like it would the same thing would happen um but there's not like like if steven a smith did something like this no nobody's following him out the door but Like I I feel like there's very few people in American broadcasting that this would happen to. But Gary Lineker over in England is absolutely one of those people.
1: It definitely is. And I'm sitting over here kind of trying to think. I mean, Bob Costas, maybe? Maybe Maybe Uh, 20 years ago. Yeah, maybe 20 years ago, Bob Costas. I mean, nowadays, it's just like... Gary Lineker is just so, like, um, identifiable mm-hmm. with the coverage over there. It's like he's just, like, the freaking man. So mm-hmm. so let's say maybe, like, in his prime, Chris Berman or something, you know?
0: Maybe.
1: Um, yeah. Which that prime was a very, very long time ago. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe something like that, but... Uh, you know, Lineker, whether you agree or disagree with, um, with him, uh, th- this was a new policy that's a little controversial over in Britain. Um, Lineker did make comment about it. Now, you know, I heard, I heard one pundit, um, from over there, uh, you know, I, I mentioned him earlier, uh, Gab Marcotti,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, Gab Marcotti made the comment. He said, you know, I don't, I don't really think that this is that, you know, this is the platform that he needs to, you know, he doesn't think this is what he needs to be using his platform for is like making political statements. You know, this is about sport. Uh, once again, whether you agree or disagree with that, eh, that's up to you. But, uh,
0: I I would, I would disagree. Like, I think if he had gone, even like I, and I agree with what Linda wrote. So, but putting that aside, I think if he had gone on match the day and said this, I think that's one thing I think using your personal Twitter account to talk about okay. it. And what I did, I also didn't think was a very like, uh, like insane, like he, like, it wasn't a ranting raving sort of Twitter post. I thought it was a very well measured written, uh, well-written Twitter post. Uh, yeah. um, it was critical but i didn't think it was like anything like over the top horrible so like like yeah yeah, like if he had brought that on to match the day i I can understand where Marcotti's coming from on your personal fucking twitter account no do whatever you want on there dude
1: well and, and the other thing you have to look at is too you do have to kind of remember sometimes like who you work for uh the bbc is um it's not run by the government of Britain, but it's very like closely associated with the British government. Um, so, you know, really on the BBC, you don't get a lot of government blowback. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, basically the, the BBC is kind of like a, a a more closely aligned, like Fox news. Mm -hmm. um, and you know like during during the last election, if someone on Fox News had just gone up and like taken a shit on Donald Trump, it probably wouldn't have gone over very well um and this or, isn't and, you know, even I don't totally... know, like
0: called Arizona early
1: yeah, and this isn't even like totally like on that level, you know, but um you know you you can. That is just something, you know, you can, you can put pieces, you can put puzzle pieces together and kind of see Mm. why this happened. Um, but still, I, I kind of agree with you. I think it's, um, I think it's a little over, I think it's a little oversensitive, overreaching, uh, by the BBC. Mm -hmm. Uh, but that said, I don't think the BBC was expecting they were going to get quite the shitstorm that they got out of this. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that, I, think, I think that's really the biggest thing is like, oh, we were not expecting this. Mm-hmm. and apparently, yeah. like, all the, all the match pundits and commentators, like, mm-hmm. they all boycotted. So it was like people were watching the matches with just, like, no commentary. It was just, like, crowd sound.
0: I also, uh, I believe uh, no players uh, post-match talked uh, to a BBC interviewer. Um, right, they weren't even able to get quotes from them,
1: <laughs> right I mean, it was um it, it was some i mean the b b c they they took it on that one. they definitely mm-hmm. took it
2: so uh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: And, I mean Lineker's a well you said lineker's an icon over there in England, and uh, interesting weekend to say the least, I mean, we didn't really deal with it ourselves over here, but uh. Mm-hmm. If you were over in Britain and watching it, you know, match, match of the day is like basically what Sports Center used to be. Mm-hmm. It was like must see TV. Now it's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah Sports Center is still a thing, isn't it? But, uh, yeah. Uh, it also helps that it'll show match of the day 13 times a day. So,
0: but I, and, it, and actually, I love the, that awful announcing. It does mention that, you know, Uh, Put a line in there again, which, again, it's not clear Lineker uh, actually violated any of their social media policies. But, hey, inconsistent discipline for social media posts can occur on both sides of the the Atlantic with three links to ESPN doing the same thing. Uh, This is my favorite one uh, headline. Uh, ESPN on inconsistent discipline. Quote, we don't treat everyone the same, but we treat everyone fairly. So... (laughs) that's from 2014 by the way 2014 was when that came out so nothing's changed good to to be a
1: star yeah
0: so that's gonna do it for our news and notes but now we're gonna we're gonna pimp the athletic where we've been getting most of these stories uh so wes what have you been reading in the week that was on the athletic
1: (laughs) so let me get me athletic up Ed. um we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about that breaking news on the athletic here in a few minutes uh Mm -hmm. bad bad day if you're a New York Mets fan, but anyway. um, Okay, let's jump into this first one. I'm pulling it up. Ari Wasserman. I love the Ari Wasserman. Best, worst campus locations. Better job, NFL, or college assistant? The recruiting mailbag. He's got a lot of interesting questions this week. Uh, Once again, talk about who's got the best and worst campus locations. And... uh, A question that has been floating around a lot recently, you know, is it better to be in the NFL? Is it better to be in college football? Um, Crazy. You kind of make more money as an assistant in college football. Man, you got to do all that damn recruiting. In the NFL, you just go to work. You do football. You don't have to worry about it. When you're supposed to be off, you're off. It's a lifestyle thing. Definitely a lifestyle thing. Something to uh, something to keep keep an eye on. Uh, I had that vanity of PSG was actually going to be one of my stories. Um, it's just it's just such low hanging fruit. It's an easy of one. Uh, but uh, but I'll throw this one out there, and this will be my last one. Andy Mitten, life is a Manchester United masseur, running all those clothes and fixing Mourinho's back. <laughs> you guys know I love my little walks into like um, into true life and shit like that. And uh, I just thought that was a, a pretty fun little story. Uh jumping into what's it like to be a masseur for a big club like Manchester United? So uh yeah, fun fun little story by Andy Mitten.
0: I love it. Um well, a couple stories here for me. Uh this one came out a couple days ago, uh, from Haley Salvian and Katie Strang. Um, Hazing, Naked Skates, and a Mental Health Hunger Games, The Dark Side of Harvard Women's Ice Hockey. Things I never thought I'd say on this podcast, and yet here we are. Um, So if you want to go read a brutal story of of hazing over at the University of Harvard uh, women's ice hockey team, go check that out. Sullivan and Strang put a dynamite report in on that with a bunch of people talking to them about how apparently insane their head coaches and that is good to see it's not just on the men's side but apparently the unfortunately the women have to deal with that as well um then this one from daniel <laughs> kaplan um uh, something that has been bubbling over the last couple weeks to months uh rsn armageddon what fans can expect as likely bally sports bankruptcy looms and i gotta be honest i love the athletic it's a very well-written story. And I still don't really understand what's happening with this. Uh, so uh-huh. <laughs> basically, like, half, about half of the teams in Major League Baseball have deals with regional sports networks to put their games that aren't on ESPN or TBS uh-huh. on broadcast. Um, well, uh-huh. The company that did, like, half of them, um, Bally's and Diamond Sports is their parent um, group, uh, they're filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. So w- apparently, but like people keep saying, no, nah, games are still going to be fine for a while. Like, I-, I struggle to understand how that happens because that means you have no money. Um, uh, unless this is in like a weird Barcelona sort of way of just declaring bankruptcy. Um, <laughs>
1: Where so... you get to declare it, but you just keep spending money even if you don't have it. Exactly. Because, oh, it'll come across. Is Bally hoping to make the Champions League? Is that it? <laughs> mm.
0: So one thing, um, good thing that could come out of this is if Major League Baseball does get these contracts back from from Diamond. And it's not guaranteed that they will, because apparently there's some weird thing about bankruptcy law where they don't have to give up their contracts. Again, I don't really understand this, even though this is a very well written article. I is also not the only article I've read on this. Um, What it could lead to is if MLB does get those contracts, it could do their own Broadcasting and online offerings, and that means maybe the end of blackouts or at least a oh. reduction in them
1: oh my God, I can finally see a Red Sox Orioles game
0: maybe yeah um now the bad the bad news is especially for those of you who have uh cable packages, one, your cable package might go down if you're not into sports. Two, if you are in a sports, your cable package might go up a lot because um, all these companies get like bundled into cable packages. And if they get distributed a different way, it, it could get dicey again. Don't completely understand it. Go read it. It's a great primer. You still might not understand it either. But Daniel Kaplan oh. did about the best damn job he could do on that. Um, oh. So, yeah. And then uh, I just saw what you uh, what you were referring to, I believe. Uh, To the breaking news on New York Mets, that is... uh... Oh,
1: oh, oh. Oh, no.
0: Oh, no, child. Poor Edwin Diaz. Oh, no. Frank
1: Frank the Tank just said, without Diaz, the Mets are going 40 and 122. (laughs) (laughs) Man, he just signed a five-year, $102 million contract. Oh,
0: man. Just... Another reason why are we doing this tournament again? What's the point but of this?
1: It's really good, but oh my god, this is like the most freak injury ever.
2: Yeah, he got um, hurt in the damn like post game when they're celebrating. Yep. I
1: mean, I'm thoroughly enjoying the tournament. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, of course, I also have like nothing to really look forward to this year for my teams.
0: That's fair yeah i'm i'm just <laughs> watching the the replay of it now i'm trying to see where this like injury actually happened um oh, no. oh, i guess just like right there like i guess they, he was just jumping with some people holy shit um also real quick shout out um we love them we we, we truly do love them but man it is it is just a little bit funny after hearing uh Joe Posnanski and Michael Schur talk for a couple weeks about how amazing this Dominican Republic lineup is. They <laughs> go not even they go, They, gone. they are gone. Bye. Oh man. So that's uh that was,
1: that was quick.
0: That was very quick. Goodbye. Goodbye, Dominican Republic.
1: Um, I didn't even I didn't even get the chance to watch them play, man. Didn't even get the chance to see them Dominicans.
0: Unlucky. Uh, so, I was going to do it though um, for, for Pimpy the Athletic. Uh, so, Wes, what have you been watching as we hit the watch for? What you've been watching the week that was or the week that will be?
1: What did we watch this week? Top dog. It feels like I know we watched watch some mobs. Um, oh, God dang it. US has no fucking pitching. Um, yeah, of course. Uh, God, is that Jason Momoa catching for Columbia? Oh, I digress. Um, God, it feels like we watched something the other night, and I really can't remember what it was. Maybe we just watch more Bob's. Hmm. I'm just going to go with that. We, I, I have not sat and watched much this week uh, at all. So, um. The 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 wifey poo is in uh, New Mexico, so you would think, oh, Wes has all this freedom. No, that means I have to do like the stuff she usually does, mm. and it's pretty freaking horrible. So, uh, yeah, yes, yeah, so I haven't had time to like do much of anything. It is. It's very tragic, actually, <laughs> very tragic. But um, yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna go with some Babs burgers.
0: Babs, um. So this isn't technically something we watched, although we we technically, I guess, could have watched it. Um, The NCAA selection show for the NCAA men's college basketball tournament happened this this past weekend. Um, And you might think, but you haven't talked about that college basketball at all this year. Edward, did you even watch any college basketball this year? And I'd say, no, no, I actually did not watch any college basketball this year. The reason I'm bringing this up is because that sure as hell didn't stop me from doing what has now become one of my favorite activities. Every year, which is which is pulling up the bracket and sitting beside one name producer, Jackie. Mm -hmm. And without her looking at the bracket, me just telling her, okay, it's X school. Like, uh, let's uh, what was one of them? Ah, yes. The Virginia Cavaliers versus the Furman Paladins. Now, loyal, loyal, loyal listener. One name producer Jackie also does not watch college basketball and has really never watched college basketball. So she doesn't really understand like who any of these teams are off of like, except for like Virginia, because obviously she's heard me talk about them and maybe like Uh. a couple others. Um, But I don't tell her seating. I just tell her the name of the school and their mascot. And if she wants to see the mascot, then I show her the mascot. And like not just either the logo or what that like real life mascot looks like. And then she makes her picks and we go through the bracket like that. And it's it's so much fun. So, so very much fun. Um, We have realized how many Wildcats and Tigers there actually are in, in mm-hmm. college sports. There's a lot of them. Um, yeah. Uh, she did not at first know what a razorback was. She she was very oh. surprised to learn what a razorback was. Um, and yeah, and, oh, I, and I did bring up the, the the when she found out that it was a cavalier versus a paladin. She was like, These are two super sick looking things. How am I supposed to pick between these two? So yeah, some some very, very cool moments like that. Still ended up with like a decent bracket. I think she had Alabama beating Gonzaga in the final, so like Oh my, she's
1: rolling, Todd.
0: She, so. is jackie
1: really nick saban
0: so here's here's why um well because they're the crimson tide and <laughs> that's you know so, something that is so, uh, oh, <laughs> is dealt, dealt with yeah so oh as soon as she heard that name she jumped on that one. Yeah,
1: they're fucking unbeatable.
0: Yeah. Can't beat so, that shit. Didn't didn't tell her that one of them yeah. might be accessory to murder, but you know, we'll we'll leave that part out.
1: Well, good god, do you wanna do you literally wanna go like three damn straight weeks of fine bomb now? <laughs> <laughs> Because I lived it and I did not enjoy listening to it. So. Oh no! I oh I bet. I just that kept
0: good.
1: saying, I just kept saying, man, maybe they'll they'll talk football sometime soon. Let's put it this way: if you're an Alabama fan, he's just a good kid and he didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> if you're an Auburn fan, he might as well be uh, Ted Bundy. Hmm good stuff and and then if you if you don't like alabama you know then oh these kids is just thugs
0: never change south i mean you should change but never change oh goodness
1: so much so much good shit so i i I love i I honestly love on fine moments something happens and people call in with their quote solutions to the problems Oh no that's and it's like, like that. oh god oh my oh yeah my my favorite one was that um uh there should be somebody assigned to each player on the basketball and football teams oh, okay. to just follow them around at all times to make sure that they're not getting in trouble oh no 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 <laughs> yes oh, there should be someone assigned to every player to follow them around and they shouldn't let them live off campus and they shouldn't let them have cars. And if they want to go somewhere on the weekends, they have to sign out with the coach. No, no,
0: no, 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 no.
1: Because I'm sure that Nick Saban wants nothing more than on his weekends to have to, you know, keep a log book and sign in and out his players if they want to leave the town of Tuscaloosa. It anyway. is absolutely magnificent. I, I, I mean, people are just people are so wonderful, and just they think they have everyone's best uh, thoughts at heart. But you know,
0: that's gonna do it for uh. episode four fifty five of the Four Fair Podcast. Everyone, Woo. Uh, check back with us next week. We'll have a Champions League draw to talk about. We'll have Premier League before they go on international break, and we'll have FA Cup uh, semifinals. That it will be have been locked in by then uh thanks to our podcast providers including spotify which finally decided to work sunday night thanks guys Woo! appreciate you getting that working was, I was really nice of you to finally do um you can also find us on uh uh iHeartRadio, the tune in radio app google podcasts and apple podcasts um so yeah you can also find us on social media as a collective on twitter we are at afa pod wes you are
1: i'm at west brown Channel 21
0: and I am at Edward Green. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube for parent show, the All New Sports Show, and email us at allnewsportshow at gmail.com. So like I said, that is going to do it for this episode. But before we get out of here, Wes, anything else you want to add?
1: Well, we kind of touched on a little earlier the World Baseball Classic going on, or as, as baseball tries to push it, it's like the World Cup, but 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 not.
0: It's just oh, like God. it, except no one cares.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, except that, you know, all your biggest games you put on the West Coast and start them at fucking 10 yeah. o'clock Eastern time. That's great. Um, uh, watching the United States right now, top of the fourth inning, uh, they are down two to one to Columbia, Uh as they end the pool play. They really need to win this game. I think they need this? Do they need this win just to stay alive?
0: So just looking at the standings, if they, if USA loses, they will tie Canada and Colombia at two and two. And I don't know how they break the tie because I know the U.S. beat Canada.
1: Yeah. And then Canada got smoked by Mexico tonight. Mm
0: -hmm. But anyway,
1: um, earlier today in, I believe it was the first elimination game of the tournament, uh, Mm -hmm. quarterfinal game, um, uh, Puerto Rico upset the Dominican Republic, as you said earlier. Dominican Republic were, I think they were the odds-on favorites to win this whole tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, upset on Edwin Diaz, the New York Mets' uh, outstanding closer, came in, struck out three Dominicans to win the game, and as they went out to celebrate, he was jumping up and down, and it it, it went
0: bad. It went very bad.
1: It went very bad as Diaz came down awkwardly, apparently. Uh had to be carried off the field. I, I think they put him in a wheelchair and like mm-hmm. wheeled him off. Uh he was putting no pressure on that leg. Um it's not good for the for the Puerto Rico, first of all, but mm-hmm. honestly, in the long term, who gives a shit about Puerto Rico? Um Edwin Diaz, as we as we mentioned earlier, just signed a five year hundred two million dollar extension with the Mets yeah. and I would not put money that he's going to be ready for opening day. He might be ready for opening day twenty twenty four at this rate yeah uh this is not good for the Mets and, and for the rest of us, um how is it, Ed, that I respond to what happens to Everton usually? <laughs> Spit your this one bitches <laughs> oh the Mets the Mets the Mets and their wonderful owner who just spends it like it's fucking Monopoly money um yeah go buy somebody now dude go buy somebody now yep. as Frank the Tank, as Frank the Tank said from uh, Barstool uh, without Diaz I'm about to go 40, 22 22 He's a big Mets not
0: fan. It's so. not, not good. Um, so that is going to do it for episode 45 of the Foreign Affair Podcast. For my crime, Wes Bradshaw, I am Edward Green. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Until next time, please stay safe and enjoy the football.
1: And something I just saw, the late Norman Mansion that was Ricky Bobby's in the movie Talladega Nights, now mm-hmm. on the market for $10 million, Ed. Oh, let's buy it. We can take this sweet podcast winning we're making. Um, the money that I make by laughing at Everton. And uh we can have the Ricky Bobby mansion. Nine point nine million.